0: Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. On this Wednesday, we got a lot to get to. Packers defensively thank the clock for keeping Carolina off the board as the game wound down on Sunday. The offense looked better. Now they've got to go into Minnesota and do it without Jair Alexander, who has been suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. And uh, that announcement was made just a little while ago. As the Packers said, uh, the antics that he had on Sunday running out on the field, he was not a captain, ran out onto the field as if he was, called the coin flip, almost gave Carolina the ball at the first half and second half rather than deferring. He wanted the defense on the field first, but the officials who had had a conversation with Matt LaFleur prior to that understood what Matt LaFleur's wishes were. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny's. Yesterday, uh, with the off day, we ended up t- taking an early day, went to Stenny's, had wings and a great meal, and sat down there and just enjoyed ourselves before we headed over to Enchant down at the, uh, the Rock Complex in Franklin, which that, that is spectacular. It's only here for a few more days, but if you get a chance to go, man, Enchant is worth it. It was awesome to walk around that last night and just experience it. And I posted a bunch of pictures over on the Facebook page and Instagram and on TikTok and all that stuff. So you can find it there. But uh, we stopped down at Stenny's and Ryan was down there with their hockey team. And the hockey team's doing well again this year. So we were watching hockey. We were watching football. We were watching basketball. They had it all down there. St- Steny's second to National Walkers Point And they uh, have a busload going up to uh, the last game of the season against Chicago, so if you're looking for a ride to Lambeau Field and an enjoyable ride, that would be Stenny's as well. You can take the shuttle. But, again, second to National Walkers Point in Milwaukee, and they are uh, getting there, uh, I should say, when it comes to the one in Pewaukee as Stennis Lake Country is coming together on Watertown Road. Cannot wait for that to open. But uh, both places are going to be fantastic, and Stenny's is, I've said for years and years and years, like the Cheers of Milwaukee. I mean, it's just such an incredibly eclectic group of people. Whether you're getting off work midday or you're you know, spending a the night there eating dinner or just going down to party, it's, it's just always a great place to stop into and begin and end and hang out, watch games, whatever. But that's Stenny, second to National and Walker's point. So, the uh, you know, DeMarrie says Matt LaFleur is now showing his dislike of Jair Alexander but not Joe Berry, who has sunk his defense. Um, how do I get into this? They're two separate issues. And while you may not like, the, the Joe Barry thing is a separate issue. It just is. It just is. Uh, what Jair did was selfish. What Jair did was out of line. And you just, you can't allow that. And I thought it at the time when we heard during the post-game presser about communication and Matt LaFleur didn't really want to go into detail about it and then Jair explained it we kind of laughed but I thought to myself you you can't have that he's not a captain you you can't allow that and I thought at the time I thought man That, and I I didn't tweet it out, but I even thought that that's a suspendable offense, man. You you can't do that. Now, I thought maybe if they don't suspend him, you're going to hear Jair say, yeah, they really got on me. We had a, you know, come to Jesus meeting that that is not going to be allowed. And if I do it again, that I'll be sat, whatever, you know. But I thought, boy, you, you just, you can't allow that. And so... Jair has been suspended. Um, You know, people upstairs said, look, if that's what's going on, you know, first of all, it looks bad for the head coach that you got a guy that just said, screw you, if I'm not a captain, I'm still going out there. That, That looks terrible. And for Jair to do that when he really hasn't been much of a contributing factor at all this season and whatever's going on, Between him, the team, Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry, whatever, Um, going back to what Mike Clements had just played with us, where he asked specifically about Jair and and Matt LaFleur's uh, response was, well, we're all frustrated. That was it. Well, we're all frustrated. And you got the sense that he didn't want to talk about Jair. Not at all. As if to say that there's some other issues that are lurking below the surface, whether it's the injury thing and Jair wasn't going out there or what. But it seemed like they're very, very frustrated with Jair Alexander.
1: I don't yes, Grant. I, Well, I don't really have a fully formed opinion of this yet. I know you didn't ask, but the, the one thought that I had instantly when I kind of saw this is like they've been annoyed as hell with him for a while, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think they just wake up at this point in the season with a must-win game against the Vikings coming up and suspend a player for this. Like, no. Th- I bet they've been annoyed for a while, and this was probably the straw that broke the camel's back.
0: They're between the comments of, I'm just out there, we're just out there running the plays that are called, which, and I said at the time, man, when he said that and I read that, I thought, hey, that is, that's just throwing Joe Barry under the bus. That is just reinforcing everybody else's screams and cries for Joe Barry's head. So I thought, boy, that's a bold statement. And then to know that he just ran out there when he wasn't again, because you, you can't do that. Cause that's disrespecting the guys that are already chosen as captains and you can't do that. So I, and that's why I thought, you know, it's not about Matt LaFleur and, and Jair. This is about the other guys that were, were chosen as captains. You can't take that away from them and go run out there and do that. So I, I which I thought was that, that is selfish. That, that was garbage. But I agree with you. I think they've been frustrated with Jair for a while. He has a lot of bravado for the actual play on the field that they're giving him. Um, You know, it's like you said. You know, the best ability is availability. He hasn't been. Uh, He was very outspoken last year against Joe Barry when it came to the style of defense that Joe Barry was was running because he was not being utilized in what he felt should have been a a man-up, star, lockdown, Revis Island type of corner. Uh, When he did play this year, he did not play well. He wasn't playing, you know, beat you up, you know, defend a lot of passes football. And then to get hurt and then to have all the questions, because the questions came to Matt LaFleur like, well, if this guy was going to be down for four and five and six weeks, why in the hell didn't you put him on the IR? And Matt LaFleur was just like, it was a miscalculation. You could just tell that he was pissed. Like maybe Jair, either one, isn't doing everything he can to get himself back in shape and ready to go or doesn't want to listen, you know, whatever. And then when Mike had, had got a hold of me that Saturday when the team was leaving for New York to say they just ruled, because you don't usually rule guys out until Sunday morning. You know, it's always questionable. But for them at that point to say Jair's out, something else happened to where they said, look, dude, you're not even going to play. Just, just get the hell out of our face. Something else happened, and we don't know the depths as to what actually happened behind closed doors, but they're, they're not happy with, with Jair at all. So I understand people kind of equating this to, I can't believe you're getting rid of Jair and not Joe Barry. I understand that, but it's two different circumstances. You, because we're not talking about the level of play here or calling plays. We're talking about something that is detrimental to the team. You can't do. And it does, you know, because we would we, we, if this was a nobody and you weren't going in to face the Vikings, we would be screaming that how, you know, they're letting the inmates run the asylum. And it would be how disrespectful can he be and screw him? You know, if he's out there with his belts and he's not playing, people would be going crazy. But now, because Justin Jefferson's on the horizon, suddenly, well, I'd rather let him do what he wants to do and then suspend him against the Bears. Well, that that's not sending a message.
1: I think Matt LaFleur needs to make sure, and his coaching staff and gutikins too, they need to make sure that this team moving forward, the heart and soul of this team, the foundation is Love, Dobbs, Reed, Kraft, these first, second, and, and maybe third-year guys. That's the, yeah. the base of the team. And then if Jair goes off and does weird stuff, Right. The guys who are the base, the foundation, they're like, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. We're going to keep doing our thing. Right. Right. Whereas last year, I think the core of the team were all the older guys. Rogers, Bakhtiari, Lazard, Mercedes Lewis. They got to turn it over to where the leadership, the heart and soul of the team is the young guys. Because then if Jair goes rogue, then he's a weirdo. And right. if they move off from in the offseason, it's it doesn't change anything, you know?
0: Right. Uh, Mitchell says Mark Murphy has to drop the hammer on the floor as well as Barry and fire. Both of them look for the strong discipline. No nonsense head coach. The locker room has been lost going back the last couple of years, trade Jair and get a second and an additional pick for him. The problem with Jair is he doesn't have the numbers to back it up. He's got the contract to back it up. He doesn't have the numbers because he hasn't been available. And that's part of the problem. Um, Matt says it shows that there's no veteran leadership anywhere on this team. And if you had a guy that was able to grab some of these guys, that that would matter. Uh, going back to the the leadership aspect of it, which, uh, you know what? I I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, I And I've said it a long time. Uh, and, and Matt says if you had a guy like uh, Woodson, well, you know, Charles Woodson's not walking through that door. There's not a lot of people out there that are like that. Uh, I think that I would be shocked. I don't know about shock. I would be really surprised if Matt LaFleur lost his job at the end of the season. I really would. I think Matt LaFleur is going to stick around. I think there is going to be uh, some assistants that are gone, defensive coordinators gone. You might even see a a change somewhat via the offensive side of the football, whether it's the line or even though the line's played well, it took a while. Uh, It's not like when Stenovich was there running things where, you know, you just inserted one guy with the next. I mean, you've been running kind of this competition thing uh, all season long where you're shuffling guys in and out because the old adage is if you don't have one left tackle to rely upon, then you don't have anybody. And they've used numerous guys there, although Rasheed Walker has looked as if he solidified himself in that spot. But I I just don't think Matt LaFleur is going anywhere. I think Matt LaFleur is going to, you know, Matt LaFleur is going to have to be the one that looks the rest of the team in the eye and say Joe Barry is no longer here and this is the guy that's coming in. But this might have been one of the steps taken for not just Jair going rogue, but for everybody going rogue to say, look, this this is not going to be tolerated anymore. We're not, we're not doing this. Um, then, remember, they. Uh, this is from Jason, who says, you know, what about Rashawn Gary? You talked about him crashing the edge and not setting the edge. Uh, you know, is it, he said, is that conduct detrimental to the team? To the defense, yeah. But you also just paid Rashawn Gary, and he knows it. And he's, you know, I'm not faulting Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith for not setting the edge because they're trying to make a play. Everybody's trying to make a play. It's being able to get guys to say, stop. Let's back it up. If you just do your job, you're 111. If you just do your job, we're going to be successful together. You just, because when guys try to make plays, try to do something more than what they're capable of or what they're supposed to be doing, that's usually when you leave holes in the defense and the holes are exploited. It just, it always happens. Always. So you're just trying to do your job and you're trying to convince guys to do that.
1: We've all worked for a boss that we don't love, or we don't agree with all of the, the things that they might try to do, but you can't go rogue. You can't do this. And unless, Bill, you are truly the best in the world, hands down, at what you do, then you have a little bit of a leg to stand on and say, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But Jair's not, Jair's yeah. been terrible this year, and he's been hurt. Right. So you can't go rogue against a bad boss unless maybe a little bit like you are the best in the world at what you do. Then you have right. a, a little bit of a right, but Jair doesn't have that right this year. Yep. Uh, I,
0: I, we've all worked for somebody like that, and really, in that case, what you do is you have to look within yourself and say, "I am going to do the best I can." Just do, just my job. You know, if you if you got an opportunity to be successful at doing more, then do it. But otherwise, just do your job, and and, and do what's asked of you. You know, the the one thing I do know though is, and I think we've all been in this situation, and I've said this before about Matt Lafleur. If you're going to go down, go down swinging. If you're going down anyway, go down swinging. But you got to start with you. You got to start doing your best first and then swing after that. You can't go down doing just flailing to flail and then your own job is not, you know, is not the best you can be. But sometimes you you got to you, you got to go down swinging. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Mike says, sacks equal contracts. Guys don't want to set the edge. They want to rush the quarterback. But Mike, he's already got the contract. He just signed a, a contract extension. So now it's just merely about setting the edge and becoming better. You know, there's going to be plenty of time to be able to rush the passer. But in certain situations, you, you, you're not good if you, if you you if you don't do it. You know, it makes you look worse. Because he got highlighted, man. He got highlighted. He's standing there watching, uh, you know, watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the running back. Was it Marsett? I think, uh, you know, scamper 20 yards around the outside as he's crashing, trying to tackle a guy that doesn't even have the ball. And this was, it goes back, I think it was the first quarter. It was like the Carolina Panthers' first or second um, thing from scrimmage, uh, uh, series of downs. And I think it was 1st and 10. It was at the Green Bay 20. They'd been moving the football. They have not been able to get pressure on Bryce Young. And they saw the fact that the edge, edge you know rushers were crashing. And they weren't setting the edge. They weren't stopping the run. And they went right around them. They sucked them in and went right around them. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. We've got a whole lot more to get to. Hang in there. Hang in there. There's a lot to talk about today. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Big New Year's Eve party coming up this weekend. So if you don't have anything going on, I think they have a couple of rooms remaining. And if you want to just get away but go someplace to have a great time for New Year's Eve, this is the place to go, the Four Seasons Island Resort. Also coming up, they have a wine dinner coming up in January. Al Capone's birthday, Roaring Twenties Party coming up in January. they got a lot going on. And eventually, they'll get snow up north. And then the uh, snowmobile tracks and the paths are going to be open. Call them. 715-938-5110 call our girl Barb 715-938-5110 use the promo code Michaels15 tell them you heard it here you get 15% off of your stay call Barb 715-938-5110 that's 715-938-5110 whether it's you know jumping in the pool the hot tub saunas uh, just relaxing, walking the property, heading over to the Diamond Room, the lounge upstairs, the uh, Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill, or maybe just even going into town into the UP and exploring a little bit. Stay at the Four Seasons Island Resort, just like I do. 715 938 51. This is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Glad to have you on board today. And uh, let's just say, maybe, just maybe, you didn't get uh, the gift that you uh, that you wanted to get for somebody, and you're looking for a ring, you're looking for something special, or maybe you want to go. And They don't have, like, huge sales dramatically after the holidays, but if you're looking for something, now that everybody's kind of picked over some stuff, or maybe you kind of made the decision, yeah, I should have gotten that person the engagement ring. Anniversary band, you got a birthday coming up, a special anniversary, whatever it may be. Go to Kane, K O E H N, Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend, where they just want to rock your world, as they say. Go to Kane, K O E H N, Kane Jewelry.com. That's Kane Jewelry.com. And don't forget, uh, Andy Kane, uh, the owner, him and his wife, uh, they have a Buy Like a Guy podcast. And if you go to their website at the bottom of the page, you can uh, take a listen to the podcast. They talk about everything from bourbon to jewelry. So (laughs) whatever it may be and everything in between, Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com. Right there in West Bend. Great place. Great people, too, uh, which is the best. Um, 877-867-1670. Tom says, they won last week, and yet LaFleur has lost the team. I find that hard to believe. I, uh... I tend to agree with Mike. I I now do I think Matt LaFleur's lost the team? No. He's still the head coach. Do I think that it there is a tipping point? Yes. Yes. Do I think that Joe Barry has lost his guys on defense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is which is so mind-boggling as to why then you hang on to that guy? But I get it for continuity's sake, just to try to kind of, you know, keep the peace, so to speak, you know, continue the the grind. I get keeping him. I can make a million excuses as to why you want to get rid of the guy. Absolutely. But I understand for the same reason you kept him to begin with is the same reason they hung on to him. I still think it's an indictment of the coaching staff, the fact that they don't have another option. I, I, I find that unfathomable. It's just, it's ridiculous. However, however, um, I, I can understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But as far as losing the team, I said, and, and you know, I, James, I, I agree with you, and I understand where you're coming from. He says, didn't you say that if Matt LaFleur lost the team that he should be fired? Well, I think he's lost the team. What makes you think he's lost the team? You can lose a player, but losing a team, a whole team, that's – sometimes you need to come down hard on the rogue players. You know, Mike Tomlin, people say, well, Mike Tomlin's lost the team, but the team just responded. Kyle Rudolph gave them reason for hope, you know, and and Mike Tomlin apparently got a lot of people's attention last week in practice and and talked about what is and isn't acceptable and such. So And then they came out and smoked Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati, we figured at some point or another, Browning would, you know, the bloom would come off of that rose, you know. But I don't think he has completely lost the team. So, therefore, it's not easy to say whether you should or shouldn't. You know, you've got to – the other thing to keep in mind, you've got an offensive system that you've watched Jordan Love gather, grasp, understand, and begin to flourish in. So um, Charlie says My, Matt LaFleur is not Mike Tomlin. I'm not saying he is. What I'm saying is they said the same thing about Mike Tomlin, and Mike Tomlin came in and said, no, nah, baby, not. So I don't know what level of respect behind closed doors Matt LaFleur does or doesn't have. I'm just, if you're going by an assumption that he's lost the team, tell me why. Because Jair ran out and did something selfish? You know, because Rasul Douglas spoke out, but was more so speaking out against Joe Barry than he was anybody else? You know, uh, that that's what tells you they've lost the team. Because you don't see guys going rogue offensively speaking. You know, I mean, it's it it, you don't see Devondre Campbell coming out and speaking out against anybody. You don't see some of your veterans doing that. So what makes you believe that
1: he's lost the team? Packers fans, I'm just observing here. You know, I hear all the phone calls and I read the comments. Packers fans, we have this weird fetish for wanting to claim that Matt LaFleur has lost the team. Like every different folks have said it the last three weeks. It's like they beat the Chiefs and he should get coach of the year consideration. And now they lose a couple of close games because their defense goes in the tank. And then they win a game. Their defense goes in the tank. And Matt LaFleur's lost the locker room. Like, I I don't know. It's a little bit much for me. I, this is yeah. maybe I'm underreacting. Who knows? But uh, it yeah, seems like I, we love drama. It,
0: we, we I think what happens is, is we get it in our head that this isn't working. So you got to fire somebody. Everybody's got to go. And that's the reason fans aren't in charge of football teams or any other team for that matter. Because the minute things go bad, everybody's got to go. I think this team's been in in contention to be able to get get themselves to the postseason, which is something nobody thought of. And then the team got turned around. And Matt LaFleur had good games. He had good play calling. We gave him a lot of praise. But we all know that the X factor in all of this and what he's grasped onto was Joe Barry. And nobody wanted to see Joe Barry come back because we all knew it was bad. We knew it was bad last year. He hung on to him anyway. And this year has been just as bad, if not worse, in many different areas. And yet he makes excuses and deflects, you know, the, the criticism of Joe Barry. So, therefore, people are like, look, you hang on to Joe Barry, you're, you're out of here, too. Get out of here, too. We don't need you either. If you're going to hang on to that slug, get the hell out of here. And that's where I think people are coming from. And I get it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Sparta. Tim, what's going on, man?
2: I want to say, first, I hope that you had a very Merry Christmas. It looked like so from your pictures. And I hope you yeah, had a wonderful year. Um, Thank you. And then I also want to I'm to start by thanking you for all that you do for the community around you, your work with uh, the veterans groups, um, and just the sponsors that you have. I've uh, been through so many of them, and everyone has turned out to be some place that I would go back to again, and in this day and age, that's a rare thing to have advertisers who, you know, or people that advertise on a show that that you know. I mean, Buzz Billy's over here, the nice Ash, um, uh, you know. It just it goes on and on. So thank you for picking yeah. good sponsors.
3: Um, no, I appreciate it.
2: their services are valued. Um, it, I don't want. Um, The head coach's job, I don't think he's in – he's in some difficulty now. Um, And I think it's mostly just from loyalty. Uh, But it does call the question, what other player have you ever seen in your life do something like what Alexander just did? Never. I mean, except for – what was Brown a couple of years ago from playing with Pittsburgh? that went off the deep end of his own, brilliance. You know, right. um, so if you've got supposedly one of your better defensive players doing this, this should shows a, a total lack of institutional control, not just, you know, we're going act out like against his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But so I, I don't know. Do you think he's actively looking to get out of Green Bay? Um, that's, a, that's a great question. I
0: I don't know if he's actively looking to get out of Green Bay. I know philosophically that he does not agree with Joe Barry. I, that I know. Um, that There's been numerous complaints and jabs at Joe Barry, but I, I don't know if he's actively looking to get out of Green Bay if he knows a new D coordinator could be coming.
2: Well, I, I don't see how – we're all intelligent enough to go, okay, if, Bill, if he somehow brings back Joe Barry for another year, um, you're going to see – a revolt with fans like you haven't seen in in forever, and a day uh, since the Lindy and Fonny days. Um, you know, it just so I don't know what's going on in Tyre's head. And it doesn't make any sense to do it now um, unless he did it just get thrown out of the Vikings game because everybody's expecting him to go and cut Jefferson down again, and I don't think he can. Anymore. So I, right. you know, I just I don't know. But it's going to yeah. be interesting at the end of the year to see who who Guttencourt says has got to go and who gets the stick.
0: Yeah. No, I, I appreciate the phone call, Tim. Um, let me say this. I And I had a friend of mine ask me the same thing. If Matt LaFleur would insist on bringing Joe Berry back, it would cost Matt LaFleur his job. I think it would come down to, Matt, if you bring him back, you're fired. I really believe that. I, I don't think, they're, they're, you know, Brian Gudekins didn't want to even talk about Joe, use Joe Barry's name in the offseason. I can't imagine Joe Barry has done anything to reinforce his, his need to be there by anybody in that organization. I get it. There's rogue players, whatever, but you have to find a guy that can wrap your arms around it and make this defense better, and Joe Barry is not the guy. He's not the guy. You're not getting rid of the players. You, you know, if Brian Goodikens believes there's talent there, then it's, 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 you got to find a guy that comes in and says, Hey, this is the way we're going to play it. And if you would, he, if he would insist on bringing Joe Barry back, that would be, that would cost Matt LaFleur his job. I firmly believe that. Cause it's no that, that as bad as that defense has been, it is no longer in control of Matt LaFleur to say, I want Joe Barry back. That would cost him his job. Uh, I'll get to Mike. I'll get to Gerard when we come back. Stay right where you're at, I promise you. Hang in there. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Many of you took my advice, and you went to burnpitbbq.com. You got Burn Pit Barbecue in the gift box for the barbecue lover in your life, and I'm sure it was a rather joyous Christmas day, without a doubt. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, as they opened it up and went, Oh, nice! So I'm sure there's some barbecue going on. There's probably going to be some barbecue going on this weekend. And uh, for those on uh, you know New Year's Day, there's going to be some, some things smoking, some rubs that are going to be uh, smoked in the smoker. Oh, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, our friends over at Burn Pit Barbecue, uh, the veteran-owned company right here in the state of Wisconsin, they want to say thank you for supporting them and supporting veterans. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin
3: Sports Zone Radio Network. One, two, one,
2: two,
0: Welcome back, we got hey, uh, speaking of barbecue. So if you're not buying it uh, from uh, our guys over at, uh, at the BBQ Joint uh, Burn Pit, uh, then you can maybe stop in if you're out in the lacrosse area in West Salem at Big Boar Barbecue. You got Burn Pit Barbecue, you can have it delivered to you, but Big Boar Barbecue, you can stop in for lunch, a <laughs> dinner. They even cater. So if you're looking for catering, you can do that as well. And whether it's the dry rub, the sauced up, The mac and cheese, the coleslaw, I mean, just so many things, just really, really good. Big Boar Barbecue, family-owned, right there in West Salem. Call them today, 608-612-0387, or just simply go to BigBoarBBQ.com, and maybe even go in and redeem. You know, maybe you got one of those uh, people in your office that you just forgot to get a gift for, and you're still looking for something. Everybody loves barbecue. Get them a gift card, man. Everybody loves barbecue. Get them a gift card. You can still get them over at Big Boar Barbecue. Big Boar Barbecue. In West Salem, again, call them 608-612-0387 or go to com. That is com. Good, good stuff. And, by the way, going back to our last call, Tom, uh, that uh, called in about the sponsors, the sponsors that we have that I talk about on this show, I use them all, and I go there. And I have had sponsors that have wanted to come on the program, did not have great reviews, did not have great service and I've let them go and you know after the the ad campaign was over I let them go I didn't renew because it just you can't put your name on something and talk about it with a straight face so all the stuff that I talk about you know 95 percent of everything I've either used or have gotten reviews on Uh, there's only maybe one or two that are relatively new that I haven't had a chance to use but I've heard great things about for the most part so Anyway, there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get back at it. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man?
3: Well, you're hitting my topic, Bill. Um, listen, I think they're going to have to bring in an alpha male defensive coordinator to offset Lafleur if they're going to keep him. I think what what you're saying about what we said about losing the locker room is is could be true. Now remember, it's outside perception, right? And if it's outside perception, right. and Lafleur doesn't disprove it by winning these last two games, other people are going to think he did lose the locker room. Okay, right. especially with what's going on now. Now Ron, Ron Wolf came in there, and he made a mistake, right? With, with, with the one, and then he brought Holmgren in, a no nonsense guy, the whole bit. I believe Lafleur is more of a coordinator. I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's a real hazard to be a head coach. I think he would be a good uh, coordinator. And I think that um, there's been too many mistakes going on here. And he's the overseer. He's the head coach. So look, if people are going to argue, why should you fire Lafleur? That's an easy argument. Yeah. Three chances he had to get take us to the to take us to the big dance. Two of the three were embarrassments when they should have won. Okay. Right. Then he didn't fire the the uh, special teams coach when he should have.
0: Drayton, then he didn't yeah. fired
3: Barry when he should have. Then then he has all these other. He's starting to have these other issues. There's only two guys that are veteran on the defense that would speak up. Would be Kenny Clark and Preston Smith, and neither of them have spoken up because they're probably shrugging their shoulders and saying, "This is the nonsense that's always been going on." So yeah. here's the way I look at it in a nutshell. In the offseason, they're going to go, have to go heavy after Antonio uh, Whitfield Jr. He's the safety. If, they, if, they, if he's not tagged, they're going to have to go heavy after him. And I'm going to ask your opinion. Now, you think, think Lafleur is not going to go, and I probably think that too. But if they get blown out by Minnesota and they get beat by Chicago, does that change everything?
0: Uh, it could, yeah, especially uh, depending on what is said behind closed doors. Uh, but yeah, if they get blown out, let's say they get blown out by Minnesota and blown out by Chicago in kind of an embarrassing way, um, yeah, because it depends on what the conversations. What I would love to know is if Gudikins and Matt Lafleur had a conversation about Joe Barry about two three weeks ago, and if if right. Gudikins who who didn't really use Joe Barry's name in the off season was not a fan of bringing him back, but kept saying it's Matt's team. If Gudikins looks at Matt and goes, what are you going to do? And Matt says, I'll handle it, I'll handle it. And he doesn't. And the defense continues to look bad, continues to spiral down. Let's say they get just drilled in, in Minneapolis and then beat at home for the final game of the season. Uh, maybe Matt LaFleur, they say, you know what? That's the guy to get you out of here. You hung on to him, and we had a shot at getting this. Because remember, the guy that, that Gudikins has the most interest in is Jordan Love and getting him experience maybe even in the postseason. And they had an opportunity to do that. And if they piss away the opportunity because of a bad defense, because he hangs on to this albatross that is Joe Barry, I would not have a problem if they said, Matt, you're gone too. Get out of here. You're going to hang on to that. Get the hell out of here. Because you and your decision cost this organization an opportunity to gain experience with this young group in the postseason you can go too. At that point, I would not have a problem with it.
3: Yeah, you you know, look you got to look at a defensive coordinator position, too, if they're going to bring somebody in. They're not going to bring a Rex Ryan because he's, Vader, he's a blowhard. Right. But he wouldn't last two games with, with LaFleur. He'd go after LaFleur in about two seconds. So yeah, I'm real worried about this. I, I am real worried as a Packer fan that they're going to bring in a guy similar to Joe Barry. And if they let LaFleur, if they keep him and let him make the uh, decision, then it's even a bigger issue. Because this is the problem. We don't know who's making the decisions, okay? Because we don't have an owner, and that's okay. But I'm just saying we really don't know. We don't have one guy to come out and say, listen, I was the one that picked this guy, I was the one to, to make this decision. So we're, we, we, and you hear from the fans, and they're blaming this guy and that guy and everybody else because we have to. Because nobody's standing up and saying, I made the decision. Yeah. You see? So if we have a guy that singularly stands up and says, listen, I made a decision. Otherwise, we're just assuming and, 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 and thinking that, you know, it's this guy or that guy. So it really isn't right, you know, because we don't know who made the decision. Well, so my question I, look, would be to Goody, yeah, go ahead. who makes the decisions?
0: I would say, and, and Gerard, appreciate the phone call. Here's what I know is when they introduced Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur was introduced by Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy said at that press conference, this was my decision. I talked with Brian Gutekunst and Russ Ball about it. He, you know, he being Matt LaFleur, blew them away in the interview process as well, but I made this decision, as most owners do. He's not an owner, but he's the president, as most owners do. They're the ones that are either the ones making the decision or the ones that are involved in the search. But he did it. And I said at the time, Mark Murphy said that, to protect Brian Gudekinst in case things go bad. That way they're not screaming for Brian's head. So he made that decision. After that is when he said, look, now it's hands off. Let them run the football side. So I don't think he gets involved in draft choices. I think everybody's consulted. They all have conversations and such. But I think the decision... But Matt LaFleur went to bat for Joe Barry because Mark Murphy said it and Brian Goodikin said it. They both said it's Matt's coaching staff. It's Matt's decision. And they neither one said, oh, we have the great faith in Joe. No, nobody said that. The only one that said that was Matt LaFleur. Nobody else in that organization said that after last season. They kept saying, we have faith in Matt. We trust in Matt. It's Matt's decision. It's Matt's staff. They weren't talking about the praises of Joe Barry saying, hey, man, he's a great guy. This was just an offseason. Nobody said that. So I firmly believe the decision to keep Joe Barry was Matt LaFleur. He went to bat for him, and it's been a dismal failure. And then when they have an opportunity to say, make a change for the sake of change, he hung on to him because either one, he didn't want to tell his buddy, Hey, you're out of a job, or two. He really does not have anybody else on that staff that's capable of calling the plays, which in itself is an indictment of your coaching staff. But I believe Matt LaFleur made those decisions. 877 867 1670. We'll get back to it when we come back. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Bill Michaels show. Final segment of the day before we get out of here. Tonight, coming up 6 to 8 tonight, we got the Bill Michaels huddle. We'll be back at it. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. We're going to hear from Jordan Love and others inside the locker room. Mike Clemens is going to join us from 630 to 7 tonight. Get into the rest of our NFL picks as we get down to a playoff stretch football. Uh, beginning this weekend as well, so really, really excited about that. The big news of the day, for those that wanted to know, Jair Alexander suspended by the team, the cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, for uh, conduct detrimental to the team, as announced by Brian Gutekunst earlier today. Because he ran out on the field, he was not a captain, he made an erroneous call on the coin flip, and uh, Matt LaFleur had to kind of straighten that out. Uh, so they uh, suspended him. For conduct detrimental to the team, taking it upon himself to run out onto the field and be a part of the co- not only to be a part of it, but to call the coin flip, and then to uh, instead of saying we defer, saying we want to be we want to play defense first, which then in essence could give Carolina the uh, the kickoff on both the first half and the second half. So it uh, not a good look for Jair. So uh, we'll get back at it, uh, and we'll take more phone calls and such coming up tonight, but. But let's do some what do we miss?
1: So injury update. I think this is both positive and negative. Uh, Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks are both back. So just keeping track with Wicks the last two weeks. I love this guy, Bill. High ankle Uh sprain played the next week. Chest contusion looks like he's practicing and is probably going to play this week. Uh, Jaden Reed, it seemed like that toe injury was nasty. He's on his way back. Musgrave practiced as well today, but Watson did not. Campbell did not which I guess isn't surprising and Elton Jenkins did not but he's been getting some days off the last couple of weeks and been playing anyways so Reed and Wicks it seems like trending to be back against Minnesota but maybe not Watson uh and they're gonna need yeah they're gonna need both of those guys if Watson isn't gonna play
0: yeah that would give them a whole different look to their offense if they get them both back so you know cross your fingers that they're able to come back
1: speaking of Devondre Campbell his wife I think, yeah, this account's followed by a lot of Packer people, just tweeted uh, about an hour ago, I can't wait for this season to be over. So I, I don't know exactly what to glean from that. Wow. Just stop tweeting. Uh, but, uh, the Friends and family okay. of professional athletes tweeting is never a good idea. Why? Wow. Um. You Wow. <laughs> you,
0: here's the thing. He put out. Something to the effect of, I am not going to bust my ass like this anymore. I'm not going to play hurt, you know, and then get blamed for it. Would not explain his, his tweet. Don't want to talk about the internet. When he's the one that put it on the internet. Now his wife tweets, can't wait for this season to be over. There is, and this is all coming from defensive players. I don't know if anybody else has just kind of paid attention to that. This is Devondre Campbell, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas. There have been numerous players that have spoken out on the defensive side of the football there is some crap going on. I don't know what it is, but this is where you when we talk about Matt LaFleur losing a locker room, it, this kind of stuff keeps happening. And if this is all surrounding Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur got rid of his locker room at the expense of his buddy, it's just so wrong. But it, you know, again, I think Joe Barry's gone. But how much uh, of respect for Matt LaFleur has been eroded along the way? That, that's
1: what we'll have to find out come the offseason. So moving forward, I want to keep – I'm just thinking in my head here. Uh, I want to keep Van Ness. I want to keep Gary. I want to keep all their defensive linemen, and I want to keep Quay Walker. Everyone else can go. Every assistant, every coach, everyone involved with this defense. It's just, yeah. it's just a cesspool. And it's bad culture, and it's undisciplined play, it's unphysical, it's unaggressive. I mean, it sucks. Every single yeah. part of it, and other than a couple of players, every part of it needs to be banished from the building yeah. and started from the ground up this off season.
0: It's just it. It's just getting worse. And and again, I said all along that if if it seems like inside twelve sixty five, Matt. La, I I will say this when I asked Mike Clemens about if Matt Lafleur has lost the team. Did you hear how long it took for Mike to answer?
1: He thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Pondered for a sec.
0: So, uh, to me, it's like it might be closer to him losing this team than it is not. And that ultimately might end up costing him his job. I'm not saying it will. I still think he's coming back. But if things are worse behind the walls than what we're even privy to, which you got to assume at this point now it is, Maybe this is where we don't want to, but maybe it's time to kind of clean house a little bit because it's just gone so bad because of this clown, this absolute S show of a defensive coordinator that they hung on to.
1: It's just poor. Uh, One other story that just made me kind of go, huh? Uh, Sham Sharania reported that Nuggets forward Aaron Gordon suffered lacerations to his face and shooting hand resulting from a dog bite on Christmas Day. Team says he's in good condition, but will be away for a couple of weeks. No timetable yet. What the hell? What right? What the hell? So I just I had to share that with you. I know it's not related to what we've been talking about and not to laugh. No, but, but what a weird here's story. Here's the question. Was it his own dog or somebody else's? Or was it a dog bite? I don't. It's, again, it's with like Jonathan Lucroy. He dropped a suitcase on his hand. It's like okay. You know what's funny okay. is I
0: talked to Lucroy about that, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I asked him, like, you know, was that he's like, no, he's like, that was the truth. It was really a suitcase that fell over on the backside of my hand. And he was pushing up off of the bed and the suitcase came crashing down on where the handle was uh, that hit him on the back of the hand. I he's like, no, that that was that was the real deal. He said, I know my wife got blamed for a lot of stuff and I know people didn't believe it, but he's like, that was a real deal. (laughs)
1: it's really funny that we got that story before the end of the show four hours of Packers defense and Jair and then oh and Luke Wright he did break his hand on suitcase he did break his hand yeah (laughs)
0: well you know
1: nobody still believes it but you know
0: throw it out there all right coming up tonight six to eight it's the Bill Michaels huddle we are back and oh my goodness tonight we're loaded I mean we're we'll we'll be loaded Uh, we'll get a lot more from Mike uh, Clemens inside that locker room for sure for sure Good stuff today. Off to a fast
2: start today. We got today, tomorrow, Friday, and then we get back at it for New Year's Eve out at Boondocks.